Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining our podcast today. This is Ariana, your UWOC president. Today, we're going to be discussing something very current right now, something very important that needs to be talked about. We're going to be talking about the Black Lives Matter movement. We're going to be talking about the humanitarian crisis in Yemen. And lastly, what is going on in ICE right now? And all of these are very important issues that we're going to touch on. And just a disclaimer before we get into it. Um, a couple of us are just people of color. We are not um, African-Americans. We support the Black Lives Matter movement, but we do not speak for them. We will speak on the subject and provide resources, websites, podcasts, and petitions led by African-Americans. And yeah, so we should just jump right in. Are we going to pause? Yeah. Okay. All right. Everyone has access to the doc, right? Yeah. Okay. Christine, do you want to, I feel like you should maybe lead the conversation. Well, I have a question for you guys. Yeah. What what exactly have you guys done to be be a good ally to the cause? Like, yeah, for me personally, like I try my best to talk to my family members and my community as much as I can, because I know a lot of um, older generations in the Latinx community don't really know enough. And there's a lot of racism that still exists in my community. And I try my best to educate them and let them know about the struggles that the black community is facing. And I try my best to sign petitions and attend protests and uplift your voices, because I I don't want to overshadow anything you guys are doing. I just want to, uh, help spread your guys' message is basically what I've been trying to do. That's good. And also um, notice there's so many colorism among the let, 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 more the, let the next community and stuff. Yeah. I've, I've been a product. I mean, I, I experienced it like a few months ago. Like this one chick that I was hanging out with thought it'd be okay to save her a black person. I speak proper English and stuff. And the girl was half white, half Peruvian. Uh-huh. Being a trans male who who's half white Mexican hates his own Mexican side, it's like it's like these people didn't didn't give a fuck if they were being racist or not. I tried to educate the girl, but then she got mad and posted about me on Facebook saying that I was trying to force my views on her. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's honestly super um, relevant in the Latinx community. It's it's really sad that as a minority ourselves we're not trying to be the allies of another minority that's experienced much worse things than we are like our um experiences and our uh, oppression honestly doesn't compare to yours we have the privilege of not fearing for our lives which is extremely sad like the fact that you have to fear for your lives when you leave your home is is not okay yeah i have to have the knowledge of what I do and what I say towards people or else it'll be used against me. That's why I've noticed yeah. about this, this chick, like she tried to twist things on me and make it seem like I'm the one that made it that way or, or certain things. She's trying to make it okay that's racist, it's okay stereotype and stuff. I'm like, she was pretty much what she, she was pretty much doing, practicing racial gaslighting. Yeah. 
It's very true. It is. It's uh, honestly sucks how much this occurs in society against people and how so many people, like Ari said, like minorities just don't want to band together to help people that are being oppressed. And um, back to what you said earlier about what we're doing to help with the Black Lives Matter. Um, for me personally, it's kind of the same as Ari, like my family and just a lot of some people around me just don't see the importance of the movement going on. That's why I always take it upon myself to be like, no, like it's not okay. People should not be treated like this just because of the color of their skin. Like it's just, it's just not okay. And we need to do, we need to take more action upon this. Right. And this cause for Black Lives Matter is a good movement. Like it's basically an, another extension to civil rights like like this is what we need for net from henceforth we're tired of all this discrimination all this um things and thinking that's okay to discriminate against one race like we need to we need to um fight back and and stop all these policing in black communities and whatnot Yeah, I agree. And Christine, I know a lot of people don't even think racism still exists. Would you be comfortable like telling uh, the audience some racism you've experienced? Uh, this, this is one of them. And also, I experienced shit tons of racism at, at my high school, Murrow Catholic. And um, this one guy asked me, what what college do you want to go to? I was like, I don't know, Stanford. He was like, but you're black. And this guy was Mexican, too. And I had some people calling me the N-word thinks okay because they have black friends. I guess there. Yeah. No, I'm just I'm just taking it in because I think that that's just not okay. Like back to what Alyssa was saying when like trying to communicate and educate our families, like it those moments are so frustrating because I, I see your pain and I like I stand with you guys and it's so hard when communicating to our families it's so hard not to get emotional because these are literally like people are experiencing racism and they're losing their lives and people are not waking up to the reality that is right now and all the um, violence you guys are experiencing that is not okay and especially the violence black women are experiencing also in the healthcare system the fact that you guys aren't taken care of properly by doctors, which are supposed to make you guys feel safe, is so not okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I, it makes me sick when I see people from Latin communities, Asian communities, like, other marginal, marginalized communities discriminating against Black people, but but they, even the government hate doesn't like them, too, either. They need to understand that um, this, what they're doing is a perfect example of colorism and whatnot. I think that also roots a lot from our families. Um, I can say from my end and the way that I am also participating and advocating for you guys is talking to my family. Like my parents, they know what's going on. They've seen on the news. Um, I think recently didn't like Telemundo or Univision were trying to make the protest seem like it was all negative. And that's the one thing I brought up to my parents and saying, hey, it's all not all negative. I know a couple people who are doing protests and they're peaceful. I know people who are going to protest and they're peaceful. They're not looking to start anything. They're just looking for change. And right. that's what I am glad about my family. We are supportive and we do believe in equality. And we've 
I've never had, I guess you can say, like an opposing view on this with my family. Everyone is very, very advocating, I believe you can advocate for all this. And they don't stand with people who believe that this is correct and they're less than us. Uh, my parents do believe that we all are oppressed and we should all support each other instead of putting us down. Thank you. I love your, I love your parents already. Because <laughs> most of these immigrants act like, act like it's okay to discriminate against black people. You think it's okay to be like, oh, that's the way it is back home. I'm like, it makes me even sicker when kids support this. It's I think nuts. a lot of kids also don't know what they're saying. I feel like, you know, we need to educate also the younger audience and make sure that they know that, yes, you know, this has been told in your family and everything, but as you can see with everything else, we're all the same in the way of that we're all oppressed and we all should be supporting each other no matter what. Yeah, I think that's a really big thing about how kids grow up in these households with these families who have these racist views. And so they grow up thinking, you know, that's the way they're supposed to think. Like if someone is different from them, you know, they look down on them and it, they think it's okay for them to treat people differently. But I think that's why it's really important to have you know, be advocating and educating the young just so they can start to learn, like, it's okay to think differently from their parents' views and create their own. Yeah, I actually wanted to talk about to my little sister about everything that's going on. So she's about to be seven years old. And I told her, um, you know, the black community is struggling right now because they're being persecuted and they're met with violence uh, because of the color of their skin. And she was so confused. She looked at me and she was so confused. And she said, why? Because of the color of their skin. Like the fact that even a, like children that recognize it's a wrong issue, why can't an adult recognize that it's, it's not right? Mm -hmm. It's what I don't understand. And it just broke my heart to see her like, why? Because of the color of their skin. Like she just kept asking me and uh, I don't know. It's something that just that really got to me. It's something we're also going to have to go through with our kids. And I think that um, that is such a big topic. I believe in my, my beliefs and what I've learned is everything that I went through, I don't want my kids to go through. And I personally, as this movement went on, I supported it because it made me feel like my kids are going to go through this. If something is not changed, my kids are going to be there supporting their fellow uh, people, their fellow citizens, because they need to. It's it's the right way. And what I think is my kids need to know the difference. And they, like, I've, I've seen this, many people have been saying this, like, when your kids ask you about this time when this all happened, what did you do? What are you going to tell them that you made or made a difference in? And I think I that's that. really important, too, to know mm -hmm. that, like, if I want kids, is this the world I want them to be in? Is this what I want them to believe that I did? Exactly. Exactly. And I think there's this whole fear of um, people are saying, oh, what can I do? Like, one person isn't going to do anything. But you have the power to change one person's mind. Like, that is a lot. You, and then that person can change someone else's mind. And we can all sign more petitions. We can, um, we can really make a change. I think some people don't realize that, but we ought to be more confident and be more positive that we are we are working towards a change, and that's what matters. That's yeah. a really good point. I mean, I do hear how some people are like, I'm just one person, you know, I'm not going to make a difference. But breaking it down, it's each individual per person that showed up to all of those protests. And 
you know, it's been seen how those protests are making a difference. They're causing awareness. They're showing everyone this is a serious issue. And I know Blanca mentioned earlier how um, how some people were saying, oh, these protests are getting too violent. They're not doing anything. And I remember seeing this one post, or you know how things were getting vandalized and a lot of buildings were getting destroyed or burned down. And I saw this one thing, it was like, well, we can repair buildings. We can't repair black people's lives. And that was something that really stood out to me about how, um, you know, the violence, it's ultimately not that bad of a thing because, you know, we can repel, repair buildings, but we're out there, you know, fighting for Black Lives Matter. Exactly. And honestly, we have no right, like, I am not a Black person. I have no right to tell another Black person how to protest for their community's lives. Like, their lives are being lost. I have no right to tell someone not to get violent. Like, they are losing lives. Exactly. Like, question. literally. One question. Have you guys heard of Candace Owens? Um, I have not. I haven't. She's this black conservative woman that that doesn't support George Floyd. Oh yes, I have actually. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's one of those sellouts. Mm-hmm. Stuff. Watch out for her. Like anytime she says something on Fox News or something, believe it's yeah. fake news. Yeah. I've heard about her. I like a lot. Sometimes on my feed, I get popped up of like a Republican saying like, "Oh, Candace Owens should be our next president," or stuff like that. They see about they see a lot about a lot of things about conservatives anyways. It because they talk fast. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They use outdated data. <laughs> like honestly, half these stuff we can just look it up on CDC, like and everything. Like everything's been researched like tons of times. Mhm. Yeah, and then going back to the protests and everything, like I did my research and I watched a lot of videos and I realized that a lot of the looting and like the violence that was incited by undercover police officers and white supremacists in order for these protests to get negative attention. Right. And like, why aren't more people talking about that? Because they yeah. with officers, they feel like, oh, it's just police officers. They can do what they want. I'm like, no. That's a horrible Mm-hmm. I have seen many videos of people also standing in front of buildings and be like, no, don't break them. And it's like, white people who are throwing rocks at the, exactly. at the doors, at the windows, and there's people who are screaming, this is for them to, like, arrest you. This is to make the protests, the protesters get arrested, and, you know, there's so many people standing there and protecting those buildings, not in the way of to prevent the damage to be done, but to prevent arrest to be made. Yeah. That's very true. Another issue I believe we should also bring up is the unprovoked police aggression in protests. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How we need to ban rubber bullets, tear gas, and how white supremacy, like, those protests. How is these people? Like, like they're not, this, they're not in the military. And also, um, they, need, they need to require these cops to go to school, have degree first. How long do they have to be in academy? Six, six to eight months. Six months, six to eight months. It's it's just disgusting, um, and like the fact they didn't really give enough training and whatnot. And mm-hmm. it's like if it's if doctors have to go through years of school, and so do cops do. The fact that hairstylists even have more schooling over someone that has the um, privilege of carrying a gun, does it? 
if you do the math, that don't sound right. Exactly. Yeah. It I'm, really doesn't. I think that's a really good point. And um, I saw this one thing about how lawyers and judges, you know, they have to go to school for so many years to really learn the laws, like to learn them, um, you know, to the point. And cops don't mm -hmm. have to do that, but yet they're the ones out in the street who are enforcing the laws. Yeah. It just exactly makes no sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I feel like when I talk about um, the issue of police brutality with um, some of the people around me, uh, they always bring up how, oh, I know this one cop, he's good, or my family member that's a cop, he's good, or whatever. Black on black crime. Yeah, they always bring that up, and what I say to them is maybe at home or when he doesn't have his uniform he may be a good person but when they put that uniform on when they take their orders from higher ups they are not who you think they are like they have they're in the system where it's it's extremely corrupt and they get brainwashed and they do these things that you wouldn't even think they would do but this is an actuality like they do these things just because your family member at your barbecue, that's a police officer, is hella nice or whatever, doesn't mean he won't put on that uniform and execute many of these crimes against the black community. Exactly. And those who don't stop people who are committing crimes against the black community are also bad cops. Not because they're there and just looking doesn't mean that they're good. Doesn't mean the fact that they're not doing that doesn't mean that they're good. They need to step up and protect a lot of these communities that are being neglected. Especially that Asian cop that just stood there while the guy was choking um, George Floyd. What uh, degree are they getting charged for? I forgot. I'm not, I forgot too. Um, and go off easily. I believe the one that actually killed George Floyd got third degree, but I think they bumped it up to second. Yeah. I'm not too sure though. Uh, the other ones have been prosecuted at some degree, I believe. Wait, what is second degree murder, by the way? Is it like manslaughter or what? So third degree is, I think it's, I believe it's accidental. Yeah. Like without, uh-huh. And then second degree, I'm not too sure, but I know first degree is premeditated and a whole bunch of other stuff. Let me look it up while you guys continue. I'm honestly not too sure which degree the other cops got. Um, and I know that they had an arrest, but they didn't arrest them like on the spot. The guys had to come and turn themselves in, which I found like completely not okay. A All right, lot. guys, I found it. So this is by definition of the criminal.findlaw.com. Second degree murder is generally defined as intentional murder that lacks premeditation, is intended to only cause bodily harm, and demonstrates an extreme indifference to human life. Yeah. Sorry, continue. There's so many cops out there that need to be arrested for the bad things that they're doing. Exactly. And I'm, I'm very, very um, glad that George Floyd's death, unfortunately, created such a big uprise in black communities and made some some step towards getting i guess you can say justice for all these killings that have been going on yeah 
And um, I'm also glad to see that a lot of people that um, aren't black, either minorities or white people, have been taking the time to educate themselves on the issue. Because a lot of them, I've noticed that they didn't even know this existed. They didn't even know the extent to racism um, that existed in this world. And I'm glad that many have taken the time to educate themselves. Yeah, when I posted about my experience on Instagram, one of my um, uh, friends said, thank you for posting about it. I'm sure, sorry that you went through it. And I told him, continue to educate yourself. He's like, I, I am. Yeah. That's good. He's Change. a white guy. Change is happening. And I think mm -hmm. that's, that's really good because mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately out of this death, we've learned so much and we've supported so much already. Exactly. And just so, for the viewers out there, we are putting many petitions in our bio. So if you can, please sign them to support all these black communities, all these people who have had injustice done towards them. Exactly. So we should briefly go over what can we do to help. Uh, Christine, what would you want um, the like other communities to help uplift your the black community? I say continue to educate themselves first, like by watching documentaries on Netflix. Like I recommend watching the Thirteenth, mm -hmm. good one, and I also recommend them to um, at least support black businesses, stop stop supporting corporations, and so that way they can have they can have money and revenue, and also um, refrain from using racial slurs and try to treat us as as human beings yeah because that's what you guys are y'all are human beings i don't know why it's just it's it's a hard topic because it's you know lives are being lost and some people don't realize that mm -hmm. so. but yeah i'm gonna continue doing my part to support you guys. Definitely here too. I want to see change. We need change. Yep, we do. It's really disturbing how we continue to do this. How we continue to do this. This is, 20, this is 2010. I'm 2020. And it, this is just disgust me. How people yeah. still think this way. Um, as far as raising more awareness onto um, ways we can help, our website did just get published. So maybe on there we can start, you know, putting petitions and um, and just informational videos. I know you mentioned, I think, a Netflix film. We can also put that on there just to, so people can watch and educate themselves. Yeah, that would be a good idea. Mm -hmm. Another uh, very sorry, Ari. No, go ahead. You <laughs> also with racism in in medical field too as well. That's that's a lot of shit going on. Like black women are dying due to to like childbirth and and mostly yeah. um, healthcare because of their skin color. Even if they have the money for it, they get denied. Mhm. Mm yeah, I've noticed. Like I've been reading up on it, even with uh, what Serena Williams talked about her own experience of how she was close to death and her pain wasn't taken um, seriously. 
this whole I've been uh, reading a lot about um, how black women don't want to be called strong because they experience the same emotion as um, as any other woman. And I feel like I realize that if we continue to call them strong or or whatever, we're going to diminish their their. How do I say this? Can you relate to what I'm saying, Christine? Uh, what were you saying? Like how I've been reading up on um, what, this one girl that I used to go to high school with. She's black and she's been posting how she doesn't want to be called strong because that's going to take away from her. Uh, yeah, that has to do with like the whole strong black woman trope. Like mm-hmm. um, it ties in back in slavery, how they used to take the pain, but really they were, they were, they were pissed and it, it hurt how they used to like, like abuse them and whatnot. And also the fact that this this ties in today how why um most doctors ignore black women's pain. Yeah. That's like that that trope is negative. Like you can say that I'm strong as a as a compliment, yeah, but don't you don't have to include that I'm a strong black woman. Like you never see people say you're a strong white woman or a strong Mexican woman, like mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Wow, I did not realize this was a thing going on with, you know, referring to black women as being strong. And, you know, I understand your guys' point of view now. I just didn't realize. We also wanted to touch on, I feel like there was, there's so much information on the Black Lives Matter movement that we could talk about it like the entire time. But we also wanted to touch on what is going down in the ICE detention centers. But basically what we've been reading on and researching is that kids are being held and they're actually currently being sprayed with uh, chemicals, which are causing health issues and blood coming out of their ears, headaches, burning eyes, and some are even, are even coughing up blood. And this is done in order to um, contain the COVID crisis and not spread the the virus around. Blanca, do you want to touch more on that? Yeah. So um, this is such a uh, such a sad thing. Um, the chemical is called HDQ neutral. It is being sprayed every fifteen to thirty minutes. Um, it's highly concentrated, low in use cost of disinfectant, pretty much. And what it does is you're supposed to be spraying this like in an outdoor or in a well-ventilated area. And as we know, these attention centers are just piled up of kids, of uh, adults that have been detained. This is such a big thing happening where you're not supposed to be spraying people with this, and they are. This is something that you should wear gloves with, you should wear goggles with, and if you ever come in contact with it, you have to wash yourself because it causes severe irritation on your skin and they're just spraying people with this and it it doesn't make sense how absolutely no one is pretty much paying attention to this and didn't you say how um you mentioned it earlier that ice is denying that they're doing this yes um give me one quick second i believe there is a civil rights complaint filed by the Freedom for Immigrants, and they are saying that the detention centers are saying, no, we're not spraying people, but there are multiple statements of people who have been staying there that have those symptoms and have 
been asking to get medical assistance and they've been denied. Exactly. And how they're being kept in cages like animals and forgetting that these are human beings and children which are separated from their families. It's honestly just so crazy to me about how the people that work in these detention centers are just so okay going about their work day like this. And like you said, treating these kids like they're animals, they're just locked in cages, they're spraying them with these harsh chemicals while there's a pandemic going around. And and then also this thing about how they're losing all of these children that are in these detention centers. Mm -hmm. I don't understand how these people working there can go about their day and then get off of work and pretend like they're not working in these terrible places. I mean, yeah. it's the second or the third time that they have lost that amount of kids. Thousands of children just thousands. Randomly. Where do they go? And out of this, there has been, give me one second, there has been 4,500 complaints of sexual assault. Sexual abuse. That's from guards. Like, prisons for this is basically like institutionalized racism right there. Yeah, this is all been done by guards, by the supervisors, also by minors in that camp because they are not supervised. They are not given the right opportunity of like a certain human rights. And the fact that there's so much sexual abuse complaints happening from these attention centers. And those children, there has been conspiracy theories of sex trafficking going on in these detention centers also. Nothing has been confirmed, but knowing these complaints already exist, don't you think that sex trafficking is already so easy since they lose children so much? Yeah. Yep. I just think that is just so insane to me that not only do they lock them up and separate them from their families, they also spray them with chemicals, and they're also sexually abusing them. Who is doing the sexual abuse? The guards? Yeah, that's what they're saying. There's guards. Um, there's also minors who are detained who are abusing minors. They're supervising. Oh, my God. It, it's very bad. It's yeah. something that should be talked about, something that should be advocated for. Yeah. Tons of people are so privileged. They don't understand what's going on around them. And here saying, "Oh, this, this, we're safe. We, we, we don't, we, we don't. They don't. They just don't care about other people." Yeah, I see this quotation on our document um, that allegations that adult staff members have had harassed and assaulted children, which included fondling, kissing minors, and watching them as they showered, and raping them. That is horrible. This is also, I guess you can say, about 85% of the unaccompanied, un I can't say that word. So unaccompanied. <laughs> okay, let's restart. About 85% of the minors are from Central America. And a lot of people are saying that this isn't just a Mexico problem. This isn't just something that Mexicans should stand for. This is something that Central Americans, Mexicans, Americans should be worrying about and advocating for this. Mm -hmm. You can do this by multiple times, by different things, mm -hmm. by supporting the freedom for immigrants. You can do by um, signing petitions, being in protest, making sure that something is being done to support and to take care of these kids that are being sexually abused. Right. Exactly. 
Yeah, I I hear a lot about how um, people are saying, oh, they cho- chose to come here. Excuse me. So they should know the repercussions they're going to be met with. Most times, these these um, these people are actually trying to work on their visas. They're actually, like you, you mm-hmm. understand that it's hard to get it. It's not like they come here and and like and just not not intend to get their visas. They exactly. Make, it's uh, like so hard for them, and then they they assume that oh because they're a person of color, um, they must be criminals and stuff. They they need to be sent back to their country, which to me is makes no sense. Mm-hmm. And the fact that most of them are children, they don't have such, I guess you can say, they come to this country so they can get away from gangs, so they don't get enticed, in, like they don't get brought into the gang. They try to get away from all that. Their parents send them out here because they have family members by themselves because that's what they can afford. They can't afford to travel with their own son. They have to pay a coyote and then they have to pay most likely the family member that's going to be taking them in. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And they leave. Oh, go ahead, Alyssa. Uh, um, I mean, you're right. A lot of people do choose to come here, but it's because they're seeking refuge in America. I mean, yes, they're escaping violence and gangs. They're also escaping poverty and they're looking for work out here. Or maybe it's just for medical attention for their children or something. There's so many things that are pushing them out of that country over here. And then they end up in just these detention centers being treated worse. And it's just, it's so unfair. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, I don't think they realize um, all the hardships people in other countries uh, experience. Like, my dad, he immigrated illegally to the U.S. when he was 16 years old or 17, I believe. And he left because he experienced the most intense hunger in his life. He would tell me how some days he would have to, him and his siblings would have to eat dirt in order to not be so hungry. Wow. He left because he was hungry. He didn't leave because he wanted to. He left so he could send his mother and his other siblings money. He didn't come here to do bad stuff or be rapist like Donald Trump claims immigrants to be. He left for a better life. Mm-hmm. And okay. I've I've had someone uh, comment to me that they are so proud of being uh, Americans and stuff like that. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not proud right now with everything we're facing there. I don't see anything to be proud of. And he said, well, don't forget that your parents immigrated here to the U.S. and they're doing a lot better. And I just I just thought to myself and I realized my parents were not invited here. They immigrated illegally here. They didn't do it because the American invited America invited them. Yeah. Like, And they did it out of necessity. Exactly. A lot of people, like you said, like they, the, the, the reason he told you that was to show you, oh, well, America is great. That's why your parents migrated here. No. Mm-hmm. They migrated here because this is the only place or this is another place, I guess you can say, that they can prosper more. Mm-hmm. I think but that's I, another thing. That, I, this country's not that great. Like there's other better countries like England, Canada, Sweden. Exactly. And I think that a lot of Americans um, have been feeling entitled, um, like we live in the best place and therefore uh, leads to us not realizing the many faults we are doing ourselves as Americans. Exactly.
Yeah, guys, we have one minute left. Is it showing up on yours, Alyssa? Um, it actually does not say so. But I'm it... surprised. Yeah, because we started right at 11. Mm -hmm. Do you guys have any other points you want to touch on before we uh, end the podcast? I'm just going to say keep supporting the Black Lives M Movement community and try to um, protest as much as possible, even if it's on social media or outside. Mm -hmm. And yeah. even if you can't go outside, please sign petitions, uh, donate as much as you can if you can't share it. Yeah. And I just want to say, uh, don't forget, um, try not to overshadow the Black communities. Use your platform to um, spread their voice and their um, their movement. And just be their allies and support them. And don't forget to educate your family members. Don't forget that there is racism in your own community that yeah. you can talk about. And, right. yeah. Hey. Thank you, Christine, for sharing yeah, your stories, thank you, and thank you for being on this podcast and giving us a different side of this Black Matters movement. Again, like we said, we're people of color. Um, we don't speak for the Black communities, but we had Christine here, and uh, we support you, and we're with you. Thank you. And when I, even though I'll be transferring, but I'll try my best to try to help you guys too as well. Thank, thank you. you. We really appreciate that, and yeah. we're rooting for you. We know you're going to do big things in Santa Cruz, and we're so excited for you. Thank you. And wherever you guys go, I support you, too. Thanks. Yeah, I'm glad we had this podcast. I think it was needed. Yeah. Are you guys going to do this? All right, guys. Uh, we are. We, we have other um, – we were going to talk, touch on Yemen also, but we ran out of time because we talked about everything else. But we will be having more podcasts. Yeah, we'll let you know. Sweet. So just let me know. So Yeah. Should we do an ending sure. to this or yeah. should we just cut it off? Yeah. Um, does anyone want to take over the ending? I'll end it, but I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> just be like, oh, thank you for joining um, our podcast. This is, a, this is a hard issue to talk about, but something that needs to be talked about. And I hope you guys gain some new information, something like that. Okay. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to our podcast today. Uh, I know these topics are... Sorry, my the dog is barking. Give me a second. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, see ya. Okay, let me start again. Oh, my God. Can you guys hear the dog or not? Barely. It's okay. Barely? okay yeah, I'll barely. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys, for watching. I know these are hard topics to talk about, uh, but we do need to talk about it, and we need to bring awareness to what's happening with ICE, and we need to bring awareness to the Black Lives Matter movement. We are going to link a lot of pe uh, pet petitions in the bottom for people to go ahead and sign them and share them with your friends and family. Bye, guys. Bye. I said petition so fucking weird. <laughs>